We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, on a three-game winning streak. Say that for the first time this season. With me today, on the bottom of the screen, the great Siobhan. What's up? What's up? Hey, G. You're hey, a credibility. Siobhan, you are, you are kind of like the Heat Beat credibility. You, you have played the game at the highest levels. Uh, you shove us into lockers because we <laughs> talk about our dumb numbers because you're the jock here. Right, you're you're the one that would kick our ass. You no. you give this show a credibility we've never had. First of all, don't put that jockness on me. I was a sweetheart <laughs> in school. I was super awkward. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I I appreciate it. I think you guys know what you're talking about. I'm just here to offer you know a little different perspective, if I may. And if you would like to read that perspective, Siobhan's debut article for Miami Heat Beat is posted live on heatbeatmiami.com. So check it out. She's right on the homepage, right at the very top. It's a story about Jimmy Butler, their win against the Knicks, and almost like a stream of consciousness. I don't know, Siobhan, you you sell the article because it's really in your voice, and it's it's rather exceptional. Yeah, it, <clears throat> it's it's super stream of consciousness. It's 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 how I watch the game, and so I was just making bullets for every quarter, and I was going back and turning the like kind of chronological bullets into, you know, into sentences and into thoughts. And it really is um, in my voice uh, to largely, not even to an extent it's in my voice. It's, it's, I don't know, it's how I think about basketball, what sticks out Um, to me. It's super, it means so much to me. I love you guys. I'm super happy to be here. Um, I used to write for creative purposes a, a while ago, and then I just stopped and hadn't gotten back into it and like, felt bad and was like damn you know you're not yourself and so this is one of the things that like feel good to kind of come back into myself so i thank you guys check it out let me know what you think um be nice because i'm an artist and i'm sensitive about my shit it's great (laughs) and if you love basketball you know we have little play breakdowns and kind of you get an athlete's perspective on what's going on on the court so check that out heatbeatmiami.com to the left of me here on twitch.tv slash miaheepy if you're a podcast listener remember you can get in the conversation right now we have chat popping you know we're doing this live we do it with y'all we do it for y'all and also joining me today is our 2k coach frankie free chef trilly free marco this is some bull Come on, Twitter. Marco's gone too? They got Marco. Yeah. They got Marco? Yep. Damn, yo. Darkwing Pinky in chat saying hashtag free chef truly. Yeah, let me say something. Uh, DFCA is no joke. They scare me. Yo, time, uh, Marco, they got Marco uh, for a, th- a video from three years ago. 
Oh no, that's oh. happened to us. So one time, Alex, uh, our professional screw up, Alex Toledo, was covering a Heat summer preseason game in like Boca. It was like one of the scrimmages, and he took a video of a, of a play, right? And they caught us because in the background they were playing Usher's Yeah, <laughs> and they caught us on the background noise. So Heat beat has like a strike or something. We disputed it, but yeah. Man. Yeah, it's it's wild. Twitter's these wild streets. Let me say DMCA. I don't fuck with that. They Scary. won't get the Nazis though. Come on. Right. No, no. Police what they want to police. Yeah. It took Trump to incite an insurrection, right? And we're just tweet out ushers. Yeah, we'll get a damn strike. It's out here crazy. So we have uh, a lot to talk about today. The Heat are on a three-game win streak, and it's it's really kind of uh, it's a sigh of relief that we're not doing another podcast after a loss, and 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 it looked kind of dicey at some points during that Nick game. And I kind of want to start there. Siobhan, we've talked a lot, especially like in our group chats, about kind of the mentality of this team. And you've said a lot, you know, they don't have dogs on this team. Like other than Jimmy, they don't really have, and even Jimmy, they don't have like a score first guy. Yeah. And I kind of pushed back on that for a while because I'm like, well, their offense was really good last season. They were seventh in offense. They were scoring on whoever they wanted. They shredded the Bucks. They did whatever they wanted to a really elite Celtic defense. And even to the Lakers, who are a good defense, they got whatever they wanted. The circumstances have changed. Yeah. Mentalities have changed. And I think you have kind of proven to be right on this. I think – I think. so I think of uh, it's a lot of things happening at once. Um I think that we can't, I think first and foremost, we can't underestimate, you know, other teams' preparedness in coming into the season. And so um, a lot of the things that we were shredding folks with last season, um, a lot of that, it was uh, schematically. Like we just have great play design, good play call. Um, and it was relatively fresh with the lineup that we had. Um, so it was new. Um, I think, I think what's happened now is that is that other teams have caught up um, at least a little bit in some ways. Duncan's not getting, not shaking, you know, as, as loose and as free as he was. And at the, at the points at which your scheme stopped working, you have to, <clears throat> you have to be able to know that you have a guy on, on your roster that's going to be like, fuck it, give me the ball. And, and it takes Jimmy a bit too long sometimes to, to, to flip that switch. I know we all kind of like bang our heads over him not being as aggressive, as, as aggressive, excuse me, um, as we would like him to be early on in the games. Um, and so we, we, we fight with him with that. And also with, you know, not wanting him to have to take on all of that load, especially, you know, in the first quarter of this season. And so it's tough. Um, Bam doesn't give it to you consistently. Tyler doesn't give it to you consistently. We've, we're seeing him, you know, kind of round back back into form, but you do need a score first guy with the mentality to score first, but also has the, the skill set to be able to go out and execute score first. And I think that that's a Frankie, we've talked a lot about this on the show, how the heat, you know, kind of to your point about Duncan Chabon, the teams are switching those handoffs a lot, right? So before teams were kind of afraid to to switch those Duncan Bam handoffs because you know when you, when you put a small guy on Bam that that'll usually mean trouble and I think Duncan was reasonably good at that little slip pass. Mm-hmm. What's happened is teams are just more willing to do it and Duncan's not punishing them off the dribble and Bam's not punishing the small guys when they flip that around. So teams are like, well, I mean, for the most part, we're gonna get away with this and we're gonna stop what was their pet action last year and Duncan shooting thirty nine. which is about 40%, but to see a three in front of a shooting percentage is kind of weird. He's shooting the exact same attempts as last year, 8.3. 9.3, I'm sorry. Uh, So that is kind of the difference, right, Frankie? So like, as Siobhan was saying, like they have like this schematic, they used to have this schematic advantage, and all of a sudden teams are like, wait, no, Mm -hmm. we can punish you and you're not going to get us. And uh, another thing, like Siobhan was... I'm listening to Siobhan talk about uh, needing a scorer who's a t- attack score first, who can play make a little bit. And I'm just going back to the bubble when Goran Dragic is the starter, fully healthy, and turn this team around from a, 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 yeah. a second-round team potential, uh, to a finals team. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're missing. Siobhan's I think 100%. you're right, frankly. I think Goran might actually be the closest other than a Jimmy that we do have on this roster. You're right. 
and he's not healthy right now, right. so we can't we can't even use him. Like yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick is definitely score first, but he's not. He doesn't have the playmake <laughs> side to him. Um, but you know they miss Goron's ability to get, break a defense down. Uh, he's good. He can bend the defense. He can attack a bent defense. He can shoot off the dribble. Uh, he can attack the rim. He's one of our, our best lob passers. Uh, so the bigs love him, and and he and you know all the guys play well with him. Uh, so they're definitely missing that element. Um, and as for the Duncan thing, I think a lot of their struggles have come from uh, relying too much on that uh, dribble handoff. They take they take such a long ass time to get into their sets. They they walk the ball up, and it takes six to eight seconds to to get into their sets. Then they're spending ten seconds trying to get that dribble handoff, and nothing there. And Boom! You got t- five seconds to get a shot. You're taking a contested jumper somewhere, and and that's not good offense. Uh, my my biggest thing is I think they should uh, run more plays early in the offense for Jimmy and Bam to get inside in the post. Uh, look to play, make look to attack. They can run uh, options either way, and uh, and then run weak side options more often. Because they rely way too much on going outside in when they should honestly go inside out. Because that's mm-hmm. get some easier buckets. It gets Jimmy and Bam going. They get their po- points in the paint, and and all their shooters are bigger threats once the inside game is established. Because if the if the they start the game and the shooters aren't hitting shots, the defense is going to start sagging in and closing in, and that takes away all the lanes for Jimmy and Bam. So kind of to your point, and and Christian Hernandez, our statistician and Photoshopper, tweeted this out today. Uh, he and I were talking about like kind of the Olympic factor in that as that outside shooter guy, right? You know, Jimmy in, spray it out to Kelly out. So Kelly, obviously, we have very well documented the uh, roller coaster experience that has been <laughs> the Kelly Olympic uh, shooting season. Uh, but you know, I think this is an interesting point to this. When Kelly is on the court with Jimmy, he's shooting fifty percent on three point attempts and fifty four percent overall from the field. When he when Jimmy's not on the court with him, that number is thirty seven overall percent on field goals and twenty six percent from three, which makes sense. I yeah. mean, you're not gonna get you know when Gabe is hitting you with the ball, when it's you know uh, Kendrick Nunn, when it's you know Chris Silva, you know what I mean? Like the 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 catch and the shoot is not as crisp, right? Yeah. So. I think, and also like the, the the attention that that Jimmy directs, it's a little different. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Kelly's mostly shot open shots, yeah. but a lot of it's like he sidesteps to get open, right? And it's more of a panic than an in rhythm thing. Yeah, like it's the attention uh, that he, that that Jimmy brings once being down there is is a huge point. And you were saying like <clears throat> it's it's a different type of look than a than a Gabe driving kick or a Kendrick driving kick. And I think it kind of plays into what Frankie was saying that like Kendrick is score first, but what we want to see better out of him is decision-making Jimmy and, 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 and able to manipulate, you know, the defenses to get to those lanes to where those decisions are easier to be made. Jimmy um, is a pro at that. And so, yeah, not only do you have what's a more downhill motion, the defense more collapse, and then you also have a guy who's actively, you know, looking to make lanes for the easy, you know, kick out pocket target pass. I love that you said that because when you talk about a guy that manipulates a defense, it's Jimmy, right? Yeah. Jimmy is Absolutely. organizing the floor. Absolutely. He's he is setting his own chessboard to get what he wants. And guys like Kendrick don't do that. And to an even extent, guys like Bam don't do that. Mm-hmm. Bam reacts. To, Bam plays on the chessboard given to him, and he's good. What he should be doing is setting his own chessboard, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we've all kind of talked about. Get down low, you know, be more aggressive, get to that face up, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, Goran's another guy that kind of sets his own chessboard, right? Goran dictates mm-hmm. the terms into which you are going to guard me, which, by the way, kind of to Frankie's point a second ago, you know, as a, as a guy who can create, when Jimmy, well, their offense goes off a cliff, as we've yeah. seen when Jimmy sits, you know, that's supposed to be Goron in the regular season. Hey, Jimmy comes out, Goron's going to come in. He has a nice partner in Precious, right, as, as a pick and roll threat and all that, and, and you can kind of survive those minutes. So that's, I think that's kind of been tough. Uh, Even you know, still, though, how much is that supposed to be Goron really in the regular season, right? Aren't we, ideally, this dude's supposed to be on ice, um, but <laughs> we all, you know, it's, it's been well documented how we can't afford to keep him well, on luxury. ice. Um, but it, I mean, it, it's also a factor uh, when Jimmy's out on the floor, 
uh, at least early on in the season. A lot of those bench lineups with uh, with injuries, since we're playing with like six or seven of our rotation guys, our bench lineups are Andre, Precious, uh, Duncan, Nunn, and and the the G Leaguer of the night, Max Trues, uh, Gabe Vincent, <laughs> whoever it is, and Chris they're. Silver. Chris Silva, they're not playing well together. So it's that's a big part of the reason that the the numbers take a, a dive. It's just early season nonsense with uh, the bottom of the roster playing so much. Like they had a they, had, they I forgot it was the Washington game where they blew them out. And at the end of the game, it's like Gabe, it's Struce, it's Kendrick Nunn, and it's Casey Paul on the floor. And I was like, man, all those dudes started for them not that long ago. Like this is garbage time, and they're out here playing. When, uh, you know what I mean? And that's like, why they should be playing again. Only that time. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's like they were depending on these dudes right. on a nightly basis when they're just, that's not who they are. Uh, that kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to talk a little bit about, which is Gabe Vincent, right? And it's kind of spot on the rotation. So, you know, they're going forward. We've talked a lot about this road trip that's coming up. It's really a make or break for their season. And we're going to get into the specifics of that in a second. But they don't have bodies, Frankie. And a guy like Gabe, I think on paper and in theory, he's nice to have, but it looks like their guards are set. And for him to play, they're running three guards, right? So, like, they'll put Kendrick, Tyler, and him, or Kendrick, Duncan, and him. And those lineups just legit don't survive. At right? all. So, I, I don't know if there's a place. And, like, I hate small guards. I hate when you throw out small guard backcourts, which is kind of my problem has always been with Tyler. And I used to talk about this before when they had like the Dion Tyler Johnson backcourt, mm. right? Or the Dion board. <laughs> I'm like, that shit's too small. And like, I'm not, I think I'm not like a big person that like you need a big seven footer as your center. Cause I think you can survive with a guy like Bam with a big wingspan. You don't need a Rudy Gobert or an Andrew Bynum or some shit, but you need like positional size. Like your guards need to be able to provide some resistance as a help defender. I think your wings largely should be kind of long guys like Jay Rich and stuff like that. So they have small guards. They have a lot of them. And then they start playing them together. Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, you didn't like the Rodney Magruder starting at the three? God. No. Remember I hate when they it. put him on Kawhi? You remember when they had like seven, six, four guys that all played oh, yes. the two? It was, and yes. none, of, none of them could play the one. It was maddening. Um, it was crazy. But I'm looking at Gabe Vincent's stats. Gabe Vincent is surprisingly 6'3. He looks shorter. He does look uh, shorter. I looked at that same measurable. I think it's the Afro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but I, listen, I love the Afro look. Gabe, if Gabe, I want Gabe look. to have that. Yeah, it's a great look. He looks very handsome with the Afro. But it's uh, but you know, Gabe shooting twenty five percent from three on four attempts. It's not good. Uh, Is that what he's good at? Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> that to be like his skill. It's supposed to be what he's good at. But um, I mean, somebody in the chat. Oh, I think it's you, uh, Fred Van Vliet <laughs> mentioned uh, mentioned the Raptors. Fred Van Vliet and Kyle. Those guys dig into uh, uh, their guys on defense. They, those guys both can hound. They're strong. They're built. You know, Kyle's very wide, very, very wide. He looks like he could fit into you know Jack's uh, jacket. And uh, he, Kyle but wagon. <laughs> Jack fat. No, we were. I was making fun of ja of Kyle of uh, Jack's angle in the chat because oh. it was so close up. It looks like his jacket was like the size of Moose's uh, apartment. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but you you don't have guards that can dig into them and and that can play bigger and and can guard multiple defenders, uh, guard multiple positions. Um, one of the things about a guy like uh, like Norris Cole or Mario Chalmers, those guys, you know, Mario had the good wingspan, but Mario is getting underneath you. That if you start dribbling around you, he's gonna pick your pockets, yeah. and you can't he play with the him. passing lanes really he well. He's a really did. smart gambler. Absolutely, and um, and all these guys like none. None has great wingspan too. He look. I mean, I don't know his exact measurement, but he, his arms look long. But he's I just wish he took more chances. Yeah, I, I wish that he kind of played those passing because he's just not gonna stay in front of a dude. So if you're not gonna stay in front of a guy, at least like really stress those passing lanes. So like you make a defender think, right? If they want to spray it out to a shooter that's really killing you, yeah, you kind of make them think twice, and then either he or Jimmy, or if they have to float a pass, somebody can take it. Yeah, I mean, and it was like Tyler. Tyler didn't have a great wingspan either, um, and he's only like six three, six but four. But he gets into but it. Yeah, I, I like he's Javon. he's grabbing you by the jersey. Just Shavon, you know the the jersey drill. You yeah. gotta tuck your hands Underneath, in. Yeah. 
you gotta you gotta get underneath. Are y'all practices? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a big time. Yeah, no hands. Play defense with no hands. Hands behind the back. Hands yeah. in the jersey. You. It's and that's the thing. It's all about you, body and movement. And yeah. it's. What were you gonna say, G? Or what were you gonna? No, no, good go. I think. It's a combination of, of both of the things that I like when I say that we need size and we need dogs because the absence of one definitely, you know, stresses the need to have the other. But when you don't have either of those things, see, so you like a Kyle and a Fred, they, while short, they have a different type of size. Size isn't always height. Size isn't always, you know, roundness. You can just, you can be solid. You can be sturdy and and, and be considered to have good size on you. The two of them are, are shorter guards, but they have a different level of dog. They're going to sacrifice their body. They're going to get into guys because they know that they have to compensate for their lack of measurables. Um, we have small guards who... Are, are, are just small and, and don't have they're not physical they don't have the heart you know say what you want about feel how you want to feel about Norris and, and Amario um I said on Twitter the other day Norris had Norris had heart Norris played with the chip and to your point you know Tyler will give you some of that um but we don't have enough of it um Currently. More consistently, and, and, yeah. yeah, and currently. I think that Nick game, it was a startling contrast because I think the Knicks are for sure like less talented than the Heat. I think anybody would watch those two rosters and say, I mean, the Heat have two All-NBA level players, and they have, you know, these like really touted shooters and these high-drafted, you know, rookies. And, you know, if you redraft the, the last year's draft, Tyler goes three, right? Reddish is just not going to go over him or whatever. Um, but the Knicks play physical mm-hmm. and, and their defense has, you know, their defense, you know, it's been noted that Lowe was on the podcast the other day saying, you know, they allow a lot of threes, a lot of open threes and teams are just missing good shooters or missing threes yeah. against them. And teams really shoot a high percentage at the rim against them. So some of their defense is a little bit of fool's gold, but I think what is not is how physical they are. You can't call every foul. Yeah. Can't yeah. typical school of basketball. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson, physical as fuck. Yeah. All Alfred Payton, physical as fuck even guys like quickly and all these guys they're really digging into players they're making them uncomfortable they're contesting hard and they're the heat other they're, than they're physical Jimmy. as fuck and they have length yeah, yeah. I mean, long, Mitchell robinson Alfred fits Peyton for his size he has that position the yep. positional size you were saying I mean, Derek is probably the softest guy in their lineup but i mean <laughs> at the end of the day if you only have one weak link you know defensively in your lineup i mean that's that's fine you can you've you know especially in the regular season you know you can survive so i don't want to focus too much on the negatives because i I mean they're coming off a three-game win streak but it's just these are conversations that we've had internally a lot and it's it's been nice to kind of talk them on air because i do think that there's something to be said about kind of the way they play so kind of moving forward to the positives in the road streak so they have won games uh, albeit not very pretty i think jimmy's play has been fabulous like absolutely fantastic the dude has averaged uh, almost a triple double like every game since he's come back uh and it's kind of unfortunate that he may not even make an all-star team because he doesn't have enough games but whatever hashtag jimmy butler hashtag nba All-Star. that's fine he needs the rest yeah <laughs> that, that's another thing that scares me i part me like i'm like pushing this like jimmy butler mm-hmm. social media campaign we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I'm partly scared because, like, you know, what if these dudes go and somebody has COVID and then they he brings it back? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. We've had enough 
of our own COVID issues. We don't need, you know, we've had enough uh, fatigue issues and just uh, attrition, you know, of the body type of issues. I'm all for, I mean, you know, I want him to get his recognition for, you know, the hooper that he is, but I'm all for him taking that week or whatever those, those five days are and cooling it. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping, and the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Uh, so Marco and chats us something interesting. Uh, I forgot who said this. I think it was Crab. Uh, but teams go at Tyler so differently than they go at Nunn, even though Nunn is the worst defender. Uh, that's kind of funny because I actually think Tyler's a lot a lot better than Nunn defensively, and I, I kind of think that's a little bit true, probably because of the wingspan and, and the jokes and mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's an uncomfortable thing to say, but like, it's the he's elephant. The white kid, it's with the alligator white kid in the room. Like, he's a little white kid in the room. I was gonna say elephant in the room, but no, he's a he's a you know a smaller white kid on the floor who whom guys have heard nothing. With short arms. It was short arms, right? T Rex arms, and yeah. and he's a guy who players have heard, you know, all about since since last season. The Miami Heat and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. He's out here, you know, snarling at people. That's why I say. Or that's what I mean when I kind of say, I think we underestimate just how much other teams, whether good or bad or any of these things, teams are going to get up for us and are going to target, yeah, him and Duncan, tired of hearing, you know, all this shit about you, put it up, shut it up. I think that's, and, and like, you know, the, 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 the fruit hoops, the cereal thing, right? you have all, yeah, you know, you have all these endorsements, the Instagram girlfriend, you fruit know, there's a lot. Fruit is hilarious. Fruit, I mean, I can't. I, I that's it's not what it's called, but it should be. It should be called fruit hoops. I don't know what it's called or hoop loops, hoop, hoop loops, loops, fruit hoops. Either one. That, that's how we should do it. <laughs> so, Siobhan, let's get uh, Frankie is gonna be right back. I have no idea where Frankie went. Well, he'll come back soon. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get into some of the. Po- oh, there he is. Frankie's back. Okay, let's get into some of the positives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's been great, mm-hmm. a- absolutely outstanding. I think one of my favorite things that he's done has been kind of being an off ball defender this season, like since he's come back, and I think. That's really changed their complexity of their defense a lot because when you have them on ball, you know, really when he gets beat or when they have other actions, he's not involved with the play. When you kind of have him as a help guy, he's able to split that difference between kind of coming in to take a dig at the driver and then was able to close out to shooters because I think one of their big issues was they were they were giving too many threes, which I think is fine, but they were mostly uncontested threes. Like, they weren't even getting a damn hand up. Yeah. Uh, and he's just a much better closeout person. And I think that's also like less toll on his body, right? Like when he's like bodying up and like being the on-ball defender, having to fight screens and everything, mm-hmm. it's a little different than when you're just worried about the mm-hmm. corner man and you're kind of coming in and out. And just coming off of COVID and losing 12 pounds. That's true. I didn't even think I'd see like that's there's so much to the season that you don't even think about. Yeah. Uh so his defensive effort to me, Siobhan, I know that the offense is what we're gonna tell, but I think like mm-hmm. what he's given them defensively has been absolutely like game changing for them. Yep. I think I think that's a smart thing to point out to, you know, him playing off ball and, and what that is what that does for, you know, kind of the rest of the defense, how he's probably able to um preserve, you know, a bit of himself. Um I, I still want him and the rest of the guys, though, to be a bit more disciplined, though, in, in some of our closeouts. Yeah. I think what you'll see is a lot of the uncontested threes that we give up are off of offensive rebounds because we have closed out improperly or we'll, we'll do that, like, 
fake like jump the passing lane but with the incorrect hand so we're taking ourselves completely out of the play and we're forcing drives and and off of offensive rebounds is the best time to you know shoot another three and so that's I think a lot of where or where at least some of our um you know uncontested threes that we give up come from so I like him off ball um I, I want him to lock in a little bit more get a little more discipline too and and same for the rest of the dudes, but I like it. It's also part of, part of the zone defense too. I'd say. I mean, they haven't been playing zone so much, but the zone is very easy once you manipulate it. And hold on, can but, I can I before you continue your point? Can we talk about how Karate oftentimes misidentifies zone? It drives me crazy on the broadcast. Yeah, he called like a he he called out a one two two one time, and I was like looking for where the one two two was on the floor. Like that's not what that orientation is sometimes when they switch you'll say oh heat in a zone and i'm like no that that was just that was a guard guard switch like what you talking about yeah he's sorry to cut you off it's driving me crazy i wanted to i wanted to (laughs) mcgee in chat says free tony (laughs) absolutely no you see one of the guys at the top of the two three play the ball and he's like and the other guy drop and he's like oh one two two it's like no no john that's not what happens here hold on Again, I, I'm sorry to bother you, interrupt you. Why the fuck are they dropping Andre when they run guard guard screens? Like, what's the point of dropping Andre in that scenario? Why not switch that? I don't understand. So when when Tyler, like when Andre's man screens off Tyler, why are they dropping Andre and not just switching? They probably I don't, don't understand that. They probably don't want Andre off of his man. That's that's my best guess. Um, I don't I don't understand the point of uh, of just not switching that in general, but. It'd be something I wanted to did it last year too. I mean, I haven't been paying attention to it. I know you pointed it out, but I haven't been paying paying attention to the matchups. Um, I know the Knicks don't really have like a wing score that scares mm-hmm. you like that. Uh, Barrett a little bit, but I mean, Barrett, you're you go underneath him and he doesn't really scare you as a shooter. He doesn't scare you, period. Yeah, he blew the layup to to win the game. So that was, a, that was a contested layup. Wait, he, it was. It was. He made but, the very same layup. Like earlier in the fourth yeah. quarter, and he had Jimmy beat. He panicked. Yeah, he, he totally he, beat Jimmy. He put it too high off the glass. He justiced it. He did a justice right <laughs> oh, there. Oh no! That was, that's exactly Yo, what that justice would have done. Absolutely, something justice would have done. Damn. Justice would miss so many. If justice and this is this is what drove me crazy about justice is that uh, and and which uh, RJ should have done that Wade does a million would have done a million times. Hit the guy. Hit the guy to create the easier angle, so you're not. Jimmy fun- does that. No, that's Jimmy, what I'm saying. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. does that, but I'm saying Barrett should have done that. To Jimmy is hit the guy to, so he's not gonna block your shot, and you have the easier angle. Instead, he's trying to finesse it, fucking over the six seven guy, and th- that's why they didn't Tyler go in. Tyler does that. Tyler does that too. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler doesn't hit him either. No, like Tyler Ty- Tyler's touch is better. No, Tyler has actually. No, he has great touch. Oh, no, he is. So- he is, but he, he's just not a physical driver like that. Yes, yeah. I wish Bam had his touch. Goron does. Goron, remember Goron with the iron shoulder? Oh, dude, Goron loves Goron. Listen, all these Eastern European players love contact at the rim. They're in it. I love it. Oh yeah, they're tough. Luca, Luca does that shit all the time. It drives me nuts. <laughs> It's, that's fun to watch. I, I love guys. That's Jimmy's that. favorite thing is the the unextended chicken wing. Like he'll give you the oh, elbow, yeah. but so he doesn't push off, and like you yeah. can't call it because it's not. He doesn't extend. But he gets just enough space to to get mm-hmm. it off. I love when guys like find loopholes and rules to the point that like everyone notices, and then you like the KD until you're that James little, Harden that, that rip through. Until you're oh, James Harden has that shit to a T. I mean, James Harden knows the rules better than refs. Yeah, is it true that there was a yes. story that he was telling that he was explaining a rule to a ref? Mm-hmm. So funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never say he doesn't work hard. Maybe he's maybe he's not working hard in the film room, but he's 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 reading up. Uh okay, so road trip coming up. Bam kind of playing better, not to the level we need. Jimmy's pretty much there. Goran not coming. I think we've all kind of discussed that if they go about five hundred on the road trip, we take it, but it's not they need to be better. I got you. Get out. I got you, Siobhan. Uh, they play either. they at Houston tomorrow. Okay. At Utah on Saturday. Uh, okay. At at LA on Monday. Clippers uh, first, right? Yeah, Clippers. Sorry. Yep. Uh, Wednesday at Golden State at Sacramento on Thursday. So that's a back to back. And then uh, they have Friday off. They play the Lakers on Saturday. Have Sunday, and then they play 
OKC on Monday. It's grueling. God, One back to back is encouraging. They usually get fucking Denver on a back to back, and then then the LA teams back to back. So yeah. it's not too bad, but that, that's a heavy hitters of yeah. teams. Tomorrow's not gonna be fun. Houston Houston's gonna defend the hell out of them. Well, He's so Vic, I don't think Vic is playing, and I don't think Christian Woods playing. So that they True. might have they, they might catch a break True. with that one. Yesterday they just looked demolished by the Pelicans, especially going into oh, the half. Oh man, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick, Christian Wood and Boogie would I feel like they would give us fits. Oh, for sure. I mean, I I, I think I mean, even even Demarcus would with whatever the hell yeah he has left in his career is hell just yeah. he's the kind of physical guy that would bother yep. Bam. Yep. And he's gonna have a shooting night. It, like he he's a guy who shoots like thirty three percent, but against the Heat he'll sh- he'll hit four for eight, real smooth. They they do pretty good at the bigs. It's mostly the corner guys. No, no, I'm just problem. saying like it's it's the guy who's who's an average shooter just has to have that above average shooting night against us. Career night. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking random scrub heat killer. Let me tell you. Well, anyways, Demarcus is a scrub at this point. Nah, I don't. Do I love Boogie. You know what's hilarious, G? You just explained to me what that means. I've always known that. <laughs> uh, what HK? I've always known that yeah. it's a thing. I know like the essence. I've always known the essence of like what it meant, but I never knew what it stood for. Thank you for that. That is a 2012 Heat Twitter special. Yeah. Do you I'm... know of? Uh, do you know what the flying death machine was? Probably don't. Okay, that was uh, anytime LeBron and D Wade were on a fast oh, break. Yes. Flying yeah. death machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this I remember all the, all the do, of do course you know, moments. Of course. Do you know what Cobra Dick is? <laughs> Cobra Dick? I know. Yeah. Isn't Maple Dick? Isn't that Kelly? No, Maple Dick is Kelly, but Cobra Dick was a big three era. Okay, you don't know that I one. Don't. Frankie, do you know that one? I've heard a, a million times, but I, I don't remember the it's origin. It's just LeBron. It's just LeBron doing, you know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah, Barco chat. Like, listen, these are <laughs> Barco chat. Wild West. Yeah. Twitter was a different place in yeah. the Big Three. Like, Twitter back then could not exist today. Like, the stuff T Twitter used to do back then is just not allowed. Uh, Skinny G said Chris Joseph coined Cobra Dick. He did absolutely. Uh, Skinny B, one of the founding members of T Twitter. Alf too, man. Alf, listen, Shabon. I don't. I don't know if you knew Alf before in like the twenty in the early twenty tens. Different, different. Be- that was prime Alf. Ran into Alf like maybe at most like a couple years ago. Samuel Max. Jackson, Avi Alf. That was a different creature. Oh shit! Did you know him, Frankie? Who? Samuel Jackson. Abby oh Alf. yeah, yeah. That's when I'm. That's when I've uh, met Alf. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out jo- to Fitz. Oh, John Wall is a game time decision tomorrow. Oh, he he he's another guy. That, I mean, they and the Heat have had this issue pretty much since since 2016 that. Fast guards obliterate them. They yeah. just can't contain them. Kemba, I mean, I mean, it's Goron at the at the helm. I mean, yeah. You a, remember the common denominator? Yeah, I mean, who who's the, it, what was the magic point guard? Was it? It wasn't Augustine. There was another magic point guard that oh, used to just oh, light us up. Shit, it was Augustine. It wasn't Augustine. I feel like it was somebody else too. I feel like it was. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. So I cannot. But like the the you know Goran Goran was never a horrible defender. Like he was never on the like he was could, feisty. He was feisty, but he was just he was just so aggressive with his hands and like reaching and and leaning and physical, physical. Yeah, he tried to play physical, but you know they, I thought he was in the playoffs. I thought in the playoffs he he was physical. He was he played mm-hmm. hard and he wasn't. I think it's it's important to not be afraid to foul dudes. I think that sometimes yep. guards are just really scared to touch other players, and I think that's just a product of the rules and all that stuff. But in the playoffs, I think Goran has an understanding of the moment of like, okay, they're gonna call a lot less uh, doing this. Yeah, and and Gor- like Goran's smart. He's such a smart player, and he's gotten so much. Uh, he he is one of the biggest reasons why his whole Heat tenure. He's one of those biggest reasons I don't give up on young guys as quickly, like to improve. Goran imp- got here at 28, and he, his game and skill set have improved so much in in these years that he's been here. Yeah. And as a lob thrower, as a three point, oh my as a as a bounce passer, he was trying. God, the bounce passing. He almost killed Hassan every time he tried to throw a lob. Bro, I used to get so mad. I was like, Hassan's a million feet tall. Like he can't get the ball down there. Like what are you yeah. doing? Throw it at he, his ankles. He would have. <laughs> was James, James Johnson would slip a trap, and he tried to. Uh, he wouldn't even throw 
throw a bounce pass to him. He's wide open. It's right there. He doesn't have it. I used to get mad because, like, I was like, Goran, like, because when Dwayne, like, when Dwayne, even when Dwayne came back, I was like, Dwayne tries shit. Goran, like, he's, like, risk-averse as a passer. Yeah. He just, like, sees a window. He's like, man, no thanks. I'm just going to dribble the ball. <laughs> D-Wade's like, let's see what we got. <laughs> no, it, it, that was the thing is Goran would have, like, one is one turnover and you're like oh goran played a really good game but it's like yeah because he didn't throw anything yeah. <laughs> he was a game manager uh, mm-hmm. as a passer but he's improved so much he's taking risks and he's seeing the reads so like that's why i i don't give up offensively or defensively on guys improving because we saw goran do it when he's 28 and got a 20 year old you're telling me a 20 year old can't do that it's all about work ethic and and you know listening to coaches yeah. Jay Nicho 20 in chat says 2015 Dragic's body but 2020 Dragic's skill would be a second team all NBA player oh yeah <laughs> it'd be great man yeah. I mean I, I think He'd he was second team all NBA one of those years oh my god I you know who it was it was Alfred Payton Alfred, Alfred Payton is Dragic's oh, daddy <laughs> when he was on the magic I forgot I forgot because yes. of the hair yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I, forgot, drag- I forgot he was a magic Reggie, Reggie Bullock took the took the uh the hair he did the took the hair took the hair yeah I, I used to love Alfred's hair um it was cool. I liked it. So the heat, the heat might catch a break. And by the way, chat's popping with old heat Twitter lore, big shot Bosch, Shane Battier, trash talk, mm-hmm. obviously, big, big of course. Bosch. So uh, big, lots of fun in the chat. Um, for, I fucking for, love you know, Bosch. Who does Bosch? Did you imagine yeah. Chris Bosch playing next to Bam? Oh my I don't. God. I know. Unless we don't have to like revisit this because it's that. I mean, what a perfect Chris, compliment. Chris Bosch would be the prototypical. Chris Bosch would be like the perfect big for today's game. He's yeah. finesse enough to, mm-hmm. to 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 get there and finish. He played with like a weird amount of dog and, and passion and right. rushing with him too. <laughs> Mid range would extend it to the three. He'd be awesome. Chris Bosch. I, I love listening, Bam, which is crazy. Yeah, no, Bosch was such a great screener because he he has he can flip the screen. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll good with both hands around the basket you can make the pass uh, on if they they collapse and he could stop and, and just hit that mid-range and he was fucking elite from that mid-range spot but oh, god i missed him so much <laughs> he was so good i loved uh that they they i you know it's, it wasn't completely smart to build around him and and wade after lebron like to go all in and and you know tie yourself up to make bob granger and and luel uh but you know, like I, I do love that those two years that Bosch got to play, like he was so damn good. Yeah. There were times that like he was possessed by the spirit of Naismith. He was destroying <laughs> everybody. There were there were points in the season I was like, Jesus Christ, he's unguardable. Yeah. No, and and, and though that second I I'll go to, to my grave saying that uh fifteen sixteen team when he had uh when they got dang they got they had Goron healthy they had Bosch healthy Wade healthy and they had that second team lineup that it was like Bosch dang uh TJ Mario and and Justice and they would just blow teams out of the water oh my god those lineups were so fun yeah those are the days uh you know it, it and it's kind of kind of coming back to to our present team like and it's why I've kind of said that they're like one or two two probably two rotation players away cuz I think the bench lineup needs a little bit of bolstering and, and look into this road trip and hopefully they catch a break against Houston because God knows they haven't caught any breaks. Uh, the one break they got was the Clipper game when all their guys were out also and they lost <laughs> embarrassingly. Embarrassingly. Um, so that's one thing. And then and kind of the other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get out of here is kind of their bench stuff because, you know, they have Andre a lot. You know, they depend on Andre way too much in that reserve role. I really liked him in his spot last year where he's just kind of your wing defender. You do spot minutes. You do, like, spot kind of creation. Now, they're, like, legit defending. They're, like, legit asking him to, like, run offense at times, right? And it's just, like – and I think moving Tyler to the bench really helps that. And I think whenever they get Goran back – and I think they've settled into their lineup. I think Kendrick, Jimmy, Duncan, Kelly, Bam is going to be the starting lineup. For that going forward right and then off the bench you know you ideally you bring goran you bring tyler that's which squeezes kind of gabe and all those other guys avery out of the gets rotation. healthy avery's another guy that that could give you minutes and, and i'm not maybe that gets dice and that's a matchup dependent yes. thing right and then yes. those are your three guys and then you kind of want a little bit more off your bench you know what i mean you kind of look precious obviously as well but i think you want maybe another wing and mm-hmm. i think ideally you would like another starting guy and move kelly to the bench mm-hmm. uh, maybe a guy in that four spot um 
the couple things I've thought about Bayelitsia, it would be nice for this team. He does fit into their trade exception, but he does have a redundancy with Olenek. I think if they do, I think what that does is it gives you the ability to trade Olenek and you can still replace him. Right, so let's say they need to package some stuff to get a guy, right? Let's say they, they put Duncan, a pick, Olinick, and Myers, right, to get to salary number to trade for X good player, right? And then you're you're kind of worried. It's like, well, we kind of need the Olinick body, and then you can go to Sacramento and be like, hey, listen, uh, you know, you're trying to get rid of Bailizia, you know, we can give you a second round pick and this, you know, uh, this trade exception, and then oh, bam, all of a sudden you have your backup four spot kind of mm-hmm. shirt up or whatever. So. I don't know, Siobhan. Am I, am I making a mountain out of nothing? Do you think that their, their bench needs to be bolstered? Absolutely. I I think we we certainly need um, bolstering in the bench. Um, like you said, the, the starting lineup is, is pretty short up. Um, but I agree. You know, we still need um, – I personally am a fan of getting some length. Like you said, a, a wing player – um someone that can play multiple positions within that wing to to four slot um i like what you said about belicia too um if if that is something that we can do in preparation for maybe having to package myers or 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 whatever like i i don't i almost at the point don't care kind of what it is that we do i do I, i definitely do care um, want something though i definitely do care what it is that we do but i i'm with it uh strengthening the bench rotation um adding another score and you know someone else that can kind of at least hold their own i think defensively i think they're probably gonna have to at, at best get two of those three needs i don't think you can address all their needs yeah and it'll be like imperfect solutions. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of how it always goes. You're never, you know, like and I, I've talked about this a lot. The Harry, the Harry, Harry Barnes propaganda, Harry B. Sacramento's winning games. It's unlikely he's going to be made available for the scraps that Miami has. Uh, you know, so you, you're going to have to look for imperfect fits and make it work. Yeah. Rarely does it kind of. And sometimes, you know, you trade for a guy on the low like Jay Crowder and, and he turns out to be a lot better than mm-hmm. even I'm sure that he'd anticipated. So. You kind of play that roulette, and sometimes you get lucky. And listen, some, some, sometimes you don't. So, and, and that's kind of the way they're going to go. Wrapping up here, do you feel confident, Siobhan, in this team? Now, I, that's a bit of a loaded question. They're coming off three straight wins. They are now facing the make-or-break part of their season. I think a lot of their season is going to get decided in this road trip. Yeah, because I- if they – fall on their face yep i think it's kind of done for them yep. i think that hole is going to be too big i, I really so, i really want to say i don't know that i can answer that until i see at least these first three questions but i don't want to you know um no i'm gonna say it i, I don't know i'm not going to answer that because I, I i so desperately want to to be confident in them um we're absolutely trending in the right direction i'm not going to shit on this team um, yeah, I said they were gutless and they got they jacked in the second in the second quarter and, and I meant that. Um gutless when, when Jimmy's not there, discombobulated out of sorts. Um so to that point, they still have to show me that they can manage that. They that, that they can manage his absence better. Um I want to be confident in this team. I like the the direction that we're we're trending. Um but I'll, I'll be better able to answer your question. Let's say after this this Clippers game. Okay, what if I'm gonna provide you with this? And I tweeted this out earlier. What's that? At Genavas103. Follow me if you don't. <laughs> Heat are seven and five in games that Jimmy Butler plays, and that includes the two games that he played on a bad ankle and didn't look healthy. That's two and a half games because half that Magic game. He was so close. I'll ask you this. It rephrase your question. Like, are you saying are are you confident in this team to do what? To make the playoffs, <laughs> to win some I don't know. games, it's it's to I mean, I'm confident as if Jimmy's playing, I'm confident that we'll win some games. Um, I don't, I don't want to look to what they're gonna do in the playoffs. Exactly, I, I look at where they finish in the regular season. Now, right. for me, I think if they get to five, that's what you want. I think the goal at this point should be get to the five seed. I think What's that getting a home seed, a, I think getting a home seed is just unrealistic. I mm. think given the issues with their health and the hole that they dug themselves into, they would need 
a pretty unprecedented finish, which, again, we've seen Eric Spolster teams do it in the past. And for all the shit that we've said on this podcast about what we said about his coaching, how stale it's gotten, how this, how the, the, the actions and blah, blah, blah. You know, we have a recent yeah. example of him completely changing the way that the, he played basketball midseason and went 30-11, and 11, right? Not that it's going to happen like that again, but, you know, we have a coaching staff that you trust to kind of turn it around. The Heat we're are 10th right now. I mean, te- in theory, we're, we're like two games nine. out of, t- tied out for of nine. five. Yeah. Yeah, they're two, two games, games out of five. Fifth. And I think three games out of four, right? Yeah. They're, they're three games out of four. I think the Celtics and they lost yesterday to the Kings. Yep. Two and a half uh, out of behind the Celtics. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to mention is Jimmy <laughs> Butler, when he's on the court, the Heat are outscoring opponents by eight points per 100 possessions. When he's off the court, they're getting outscored by eight points per 100 possessions. So that's a that's a 16-point swing when he's on versus he's off. He's averaging 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists on a, on pretty decent shooting, a 56 true shooting percentage. A lot of that is propped up by his incredible free throw rate yeah. and the rate at which he hits free throws. And, and by the way, for, for Chad and people who don't know, you know I, I like using true shooting percentage because – you know, a lot of his possessions end in free throws. Most of his possessions end in free throws, right? So the shots he's missing, it doesn't matter as much because he's leveraging that for free throws. But he's also shooting a high percentage on his free throws. So true shooting kind of is is a stat that gives you a little more perspective as to how, you know, it includes kind of the free throw shooting and the volume at which you shoot free throws. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's shooting a relatively efficient number uh, overall. And uh, I think he's been really good this season. And, and I think his play yeah. encourages me to think that they're a lot better than their record, but mm-hmm. probably not where we expected them to be preseason. That part. Frankie, what you got? How do you feel about them going forward? Um, I feel like I, I feel like they definitely do need a move. Uh, if not to not only to inject some into fresh blood, uh, um, but just, you know, to plug some of those holes, like you said, I don't think they're going to necessarily be able to plug those holes perfectly. Uh, but they do have, uh, I, I think I could keep going to OKC. I think that there's a move there. Uh, they have the trade exception. Um, Why do you think there's a move with OKC? Because they have they have the 2023 pick in loosening but that's up. that's unprotected. That's an unprotected no, pick. it's not. No, that's, yeah, no, it is. It's no, un- it's not. It's I just looked pick. at it today. It's a lottery protected. It's unprotected. Sure? It's unprotected in 2026. This year's the unprotected one. This year's up. So the 2026 pick is the unprotected. Yeah. Like you're saying that they flip the protections on. Yeah. That pick. They take the protections off that. Let them get unprotected or loosen it up for a year or two. I think it's a lottery protected for three years until 2026. That's when it's unprotected. So you loosen that up. They have George Hill. They have Trevor Ariza, who hasn't played. Hasn't played any anything for them. I don't know. If he's a buyout person. guy more than anything. I hope so. I that would help. But the Heat have the disabled player exception for from Myers yeah. that can help them in uh, recruiting somebody. Um, they have the biannual annual exception, so they could get two guys in the free agency market. There's guys like Ilyasova and the trade exception. And the trade exception. Yeah. So they they have ways to to make trades and make acquisitions. They just gotta. You know, Riley's got to do his what thing. Are you cutting at that point, you cut Chris. Silva. Chris Silva with with ease. I the only guys that I like. I, Gabe. I I cut Gabe first. Uh, Struess if I need to. Yeah. Or or KZ. They probably keep KZ. I think. Shit, I think I'm... they've invested too much in KZ yeah. at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to. I don't even know who's on t- at the end of the bench. There's Frankie, to, your, to so your point much. about new blood, I know that. Um, few weeks ago um tiff shout out to tiff um was talking about you know maybe there's just having needed to been a trade made you know just to get some new life new blood new personality you know just some new energy in the locker room i feel now though right you're coming off your longest win streak of the season you're coming off three games um and you know that you are headed into the one of the tough or the toughest part of your schedule like the the make or break point of your schedule if if that doesn't like rally you enough like if that doesn't refresh in your own blood and like give you you know some own your own stimulation then mm. um then yeah then some of those guys who don't get up for that definitely i think need to get out of here yeah absolutely Nitro so, and chat point uh Jin Nitro 20 and chat points out that cutting gabe and Struess doesn't really open a real roster spot and i guess that's because they're two-way players yeah uh, well if if you don't move myers in a trade he's a two-way guy that you uh, he's gone for the rest of the season you can cut you can decline his team option and waive him who uh 
Myers. Oh yeah, but but I'm saying that if they don't, yeah, yeah. They don't move him. Yeah, the the. Oh, you're the, saying that you can cut him. You're saying that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. cut him. Yeah, you can cut him for a roster spot. You, if gotcha. if Mo's not going to be able to play, you do the same thing with him. You have Chris Silva. That's another spot. And if God, <laughs> how sad is it that on Basketball Reference the Heat page, Udonis doesn't even have his jersey number. Next that's to not it. fair. That's that not is, fair. <laughs> I, I just noticed that right now. Yo, somewhere Nikias is pissed that that that, that Udonis <laughs> is taking over roster But listen, that's what the organization I mean, pays for. God, they, they have they, to buy out these guys. You know, they, they'll, they'll this has more. to this has to be the last year Udonis stays on the team. Honestly, yeah. it's it's kind of bad. I think so. It it's, has yeah, to. It's, it's, I will not slander the great Udonis. I I, I absolutely love Udonis, but man, this is like it's it's hurting the team. Now. And I think and I think he knows that. Like I think yeah. he will like it'll be on him. Like look, thank you, but you know you guys can use this spot or something. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like I think he knows that he's taking up space. I've made up enough of those checks since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> like has he? He's he a I mean, he hasn't really deserved above <laughs> the minimum, and he's kind of gotten above the minimum like multiple times. So I, he hasn't even deserved the minimum. Lifer, <laughs> lifer. Agree. I, I love you, Dottis. He's he's an OG, but uh, now now you're really seeing how it's affecting you. You got too many guys at the bottom of the bench where that that aren't giving you anything. Yeah, and. Uh, it's tough. It's hard. To, it's hard to to win in a COVID season like that. Well, thankfully, and by the way, I, I think after the the Christmas and New Year's break, I think the COVID has really been under control in the mm-hmm. league, which is a really good sign. Yeah. And and not, I'm never gonna give the NBA credit, and especially no. with that whole anthem shit that happened today, like I'm so mad at yeah. them. But they yes. did say it's like, well, you know, let's just let the the Christmas buzz, the, the Christmas and New Year's spike happen, and un- you know, they were right. Fortunately, that you know, we don't want these guys to to be you know unsafe or whatever. Uh, I'm know, hoping we don't get a, a Super Bowl burst here. <laughs> well, not the players. So yeah, not the players. Yeah. I don't know, man. These players have been wild. We don't think- need an All Star. We don't need yeah, that as well. The All Star game is stupid. The whole anthem thing is ridiculous, and and for Mark Cuban to be the fucking leader, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, that I'm was so funny. I, that was a name I did not expect exactly. for Mark Cuban to be at the cutting edge of this. When they say they're 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 like throwing around putting the fucking the dunk contest at halftime of the All Star game, like keep it. Keep let's let's bring more right. players. Let's bring more players. <laughs> it's a television product, but like it's so dumb. It's like, why do we need that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's... The anthem thing's ridiculous. The All Star game's ridiculous. What the fuck is the league doing? Uh, making money, trying to it's recoup. A, the, the anthem's not making the money. That's the right. thing. It's like it's such an easy thing to do. With Keeping like, people happy. They're, they're trying to please the, the people who who complain about the NBA and don't want to watch the NBA, don't support the NBA. Why are you trying to please them? Exactly. Ask These them. people are not watching your product anyway. Why are they're, we, they're bashing your product. Us? Exactly. And Sometimes I wonder if we just live in a Twitter echo because like Twitter thinks differently than like the real world. Twitter's not the real world. Like as 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 embedded as us as we are in Twitter, it's not the real world. So I wonder I, like, I haven't even talked to my family about this. I was like, hey, like, is that something that's popular for you? Like, how would you feel about this? I don't I don't know how regular people. Uh, I saw a tweet today that it was such a big issue with the Mavs that they went 26 games before anyone noticed. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. Who cares? I I have never gone to a game and be like, oh, shit, I got to get there early. Make sure I get there for the, the national anthem. <laughs> So, chat slandering Mark Cuban, as we always should, because Mark Cuban has overseen a lot of awful things, including like sexual harassment and just a culture of toxic masculinity in his organization. And 2006. So, you know, yeah, and 2006. So, Janichi was just saying, like, Cuban can do all the good he wants. I'm not forgiving him for what happened in that organization. And then Marco says, yeah, Mark Cuban sucks. He's the Mitt Romney of owners. That's <laughs> even too nice. Yeah, uh, I think so. All right, guys. So thank you for coming to stream. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Speaking uh, of stream, check us out on Streambeat. Hey. Plug, plug your plug your shit, Frankie. Hurry up. <laughs> what is it? Tell people what it is. They don't know what it is. Check us out on Streambeat, guys. We're reviewing movies and shows, old and new. We just dropped our first episode. Uh, me and Moose talk about WandaVision up to episode five. We talk Marvel theories and where we think the series and the MCU is going to go. Awful. That sounds awful. Why would anybody want to listen to that? Listen. 
And you're going to hear a lot of our Heatbeat uh, family on there. We're going to talk all your favorite movies and stuff. Follow us on Street Beat Pod on Twitter. And remember to check out Siobhan's article, heatbeatmiami.com. Uh, Absolutely. Remember to, check, remember to check out Hangover Time here after every single Miami Heat game and our post game, on our pregame show uh, with myself and Jack Alfonso and whoever else stops into this. Uh, remember Shout out articles. LSO. LSO, LSO. Uh, yeah, LSO Sports. Uh, I think LSO. I don't think LSO streaming this week, uh, but they will post uh, over the weekend an episode. I know that Alf is recording tomorrow with the guys. He talked about it with me. So follow their podcast feed. It's, it's legitimately great, and especially you know if you love Heatbeat and you've heard Paris and you've heard Alf and you've heard Maddox on, on the post game <laughs> shows. You know you want more of them. Uh, we love to, we love to meme on Maddox. They're all great guys. So check out LSO and all that and we got going on uh and uh let's uh let's 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 get four in a row y'all